why it's important to have more, more than one source of income. We saw it during COVID. We saw it during mm. the furloughs from the government. We saw it when major in enterprises and corporations just said no more. And that left people empty handed. And if you didn't have a secondary source of income, you were either dependent on the government for those checks that they were issuing during COVID. You were sitting, wondering, waiting, worrying, and wearing yourself out. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. How are you doing today on this amazing Monday? Yes, it is a great day. We don't have rain here in Southern California. Woo! It's a little chilly, but it's a great day to be great. <laughs> so it's after the new year. It's the third week, people are starting to kind of probably fall out of habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny that that's true because on my wellness side, I put a post up today and it was talking about, do you overcommit? Did you <laughs> overcommit? Because I think a lot of people start off the new year, they're on fire and they're ready to run and they set these goals. And then here we are 23 days later and they're like, yeah, it wasn't that important. Or, yeah, I don't have what it takes or uh, maybe millionaire is not in my future, you know? And so they kind of back up a little bit, either, either stop or they back up and just don't move forward. Mm, I think that's sad. So um, I love how you said millionaire is not in my in my future or whatever that is. I was doing a training today and I said, uh, oh, I'm a millionaire. I'm just waiting for my bank account to catch up. That's right. <laughs> millionaire mindset. That's right. Which is perfect because that's what this next series that we're launching here for the next couple of weeks is going to be all about, right? We're at the new year. And yes, we waited for a few days a few weeks to let you get settled in all this hustle and bustle of the new year. But here's the truth. Yesterday was the Chinese new year and it's the year of the rabbit, which is good luck year. It's a good luck year. And if you have any concept or belief that this is your year, we want to align with that today. We're here for to give you a little connection to say, yep, it's your year. So we're titling our next series called the millionaire in the making, the millionaires in the making. We want to claim it for you right now. And we want to give you some insights, some direction and some tools to help you get into action. I love that. One of my favorite topics. Yes. Now, here's the funny thing. Before we get into it, I want to have a discussion. Uh, last week, I was sharing with someone about our million dollar book club. And she says, you know what? I'm really interested in being a part of the book club, but I don't want to make a million dollars. Hmm. And I said, you know what? I can understand that. She's retired 70, late 70s. And she says, that's not my ambition right now. And I said, you know, as we as people, we evolve, we change, things happen in our lives. We're in different seasons. So everybody may not be a millionaire in the making. But I want to share with you today that it's not necessarily the millionaire in your pocketbook or checkbook or wallet or whatever it is. Maybe it's in your mindset. And Missy just said the millionaire mindset. 
millions does not always reflect money. Maybe you're millionaire happy, you're millionaire healthy, you're millionaire with the money. So we're gonna give you some tools, but we want you to be able to translate that into a term that makes the most sense for you. Now we are speaking dollars and cents on this show, but it may not equate for you. Don't, don't turn off the radio, don't turn off the podcast. Keep listening and look at how you can take this information and convert it into that place that you're in right now. I like that. You know, it's so funny you say that. I think these younger generations coming up, it's not crazy on, it's not about the money, but when you just dive a little deeper, even um, I remember being in church one time and them saying um, a person who has a lot of money could do more good than a poor person. That's right. In the instance that the million dollars, imagine if you had a million dollars right now to make an impact, would a million dollars make an impact on your favorite charity or cause or really looking at that in it? It's about playing beyond yourself. It's not about, I'm going to become a millionaire and uh, lay by the beach and, and do nothing. I think in um, a lot of the people that we roam around, especially the ones that are millionaires, it's almost like a challenge of what's next and how much more people can I serve and in what more areas can I help? That's right. And you know, you just made me think of something. I, I saw a visual of an equation and it said impact equals income. The greater impact you make, the greater income you'll make. But on that other side, there's a, a the sign that goes the other way. The greater income you make, the greater impact you can make. So they are, it's a two-sided, you know, it's almost like a word that spells the same forward and backwards. That's what I see that formula as. Oof. I love that. So and I think it's just, well, you're, see, it's the little micro decisions, almost like um, we always make fun of you in a positive way that you have the little micro decisions on <laughs> your eating and your exercising. Cause you're like a millionaire when it comes to your, your health, right? In, yeah. in that sort of sense where like even when you brush your teeth you're exercising or when when you can't sit still because you got to go for a run or dance you have to move you have that that movement it becomes a part of who you are i think that the same can be said for your way that you feel emotionally feel and think about money and your the ways that you bring in opportunities or shut opportunities down because of where your mindset's at yeah that's power and I say not that I have the secret power, but I do. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> but oh, I do. claim it. Claim right? it. You got to claim it. If I don't, who will, right? So I think about that. Absolutely. And that's such a good concept, Misty, to capture that. And here's the thing we say all the time, your health is your wealth. And so I've made those oh. deposits and said, okay, let me make sure it's aligning on this side of my life, on this side of my life, and on this side of my life. And so we recognize that so many things go back to wealth, wealth, wealth. On Saturday, I hosted a workshop along with my sorority sisters. I'm a part of the Economic Development Committee. And we did a workshop called Taking Care of Your Legacy taking care of your mm. legacy. We did talk about life insurance and estate planning, wills and trusts. That was the cusp of our conversation. Oh, but also in that, we talked about taking, creating legacy behind your stories, behind your energy, your attitude, your health. There were so many other things when you think of legacy that you could compound and create from that. So super excited about this show today. And matter of fact, not just the show, but the series. Mm. So what do you think some of those, you know, when we think about a healthy person, we think exercise, diet, movement, uh, water intake. Do you think that there's variables like that when it comes to the millionaire? Absolutely. Absolutely. Millionaires, let me say this, they don't happen by accident. Ah. They don't happen by accident. In fact, they happen by intentionality. They're uh -huh. in at 10, right? 
It's about intentionality. And so today we're going to introduce the first concept to you. And it's not the first in its full sense, but it's one of the key concepts that we've noticed that millionaires all employ. And guess what it is? Any guesses, Misty? <laughs> they have a nice smile. They do. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that, here's the thing. Multiple streams of income. Mm. Period. Period. You know, and I know you pulled up some amazing statistics on that. Tell the statistics and then we'll get into where we're going from here. Well, the statistics fall somewhere along the lines that one, half the millionaires or 64% of the millionaires have at least two or more. But the more millions you have, usually the more income you have coming in. And and some of our favorite millionaires, probably billionaires, um, like Tony Robbins, something in, insanely about how much businesses that he does have or invest into and even at the point i mean we know a few people they even call themselves they don't they're not they don't run businesses because they invest in businesses their right. main source of incomes coming in is taking their money and investing in other people's ideas and businesses that's it that's it so just because and, and that's interesting because i'll use tony robbins for example last i heard he had 72 businesses you know, and most people will hear that and go, that's not manageable. That's not doable. That's not possible. But somehow it is. And 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 we're not here today to tell you to try to run from zero to 77 or 72. We're saying go from one to two to three to four. And really look at that. I'm guilty of being a serial entrepreneur. I've had <laughs> successful businesses over the course of my life. And right now running, running four. And so when you think about that, that takes time, energy, effort. It takes planning. It takes systems. It takes partners to make this thing happen. So let's look at how to explore various ways to create multiple in streams of income to help you, you entrepreneur, business owner, emerging leader, random Joe listening to our show. Hey, that rhyme. <laughs> that random rhyme. Joe listening to our show. But the goal to talk about this to help you achieve financial freedom. That's it's so funny. I love that you say that. Can you think about it? And then there's a, I forget what it's called in psychology, but you will live to your paycheck. So you'll spend it, the majority of, a, of a people. They'll spend what they make. And when they get a raise, they find ways to even spend that amount of money. Cause you're always like, Oh, if I just had this much amount of money, but what you see then is people have better cars, bigger houses, or it's kind of, unfortunately the keeping up with the Joneses as it is. So some reason that money's going to go out. And a lot of people, especially now with the things costing the way they are, you're going out to eat. Cha-ching, that adds up every time you, you go out to eat, even for me, like buying a cup of coffee outside the house now is five bucks minimum for a cup of coffee outside the house. Um, when I buy my coffee inside the house, it's a dollar a cup. So yeah. even the small decisions like that, wherever you go, you're going to be investing your money, if you will. So when it comes to the smaller things, when you're sitting listening to this, you might be like, I don't have a penny, um, which is a mindset problem. However, where is some of your investments going? Because this uh, multiple shoes income isn't get rich quick. There is some work in the beginning, like educating yourself, finding out um, the there's risks to everything, minimizing the risk, even buying a bond. So it really is instead of saying, oh, that's not for me or that's just the rich. It's the I want to say middle class really grabbing a hold of what are the vehicles that we do have access to? We just need more education around. And right. I bet Saturday you guys really got to talk about 
someone's out there that people might not even get to know about even life insurance yes when yes. done in a way can be a vehicle to build income as another stream absolutely absolutely there's so many out here that i think the average american just isn't aware of you know we live in a society where it was get a job work there for 30 40 years retire and there's your life. Now we know that's changed. Those were the boomers back in the day. We went into generation X. We looked at it a little bit differently. And now we're talking about this whole millennial. They look at it totally different. So now when you talk about multiple streams of income, we really got to look at why, why it's important to have more, more than one source of income. We saw it during COVID. We saw it during the furloughs from the government. We saw it when major in enterprises and corporations just said no more. And that left people empty handed. And if you didn't have a secondary source of income, you were either dependent on the government for those checks that they were issuing during COVID. You were sitting, wondering, waiting, worrying and wearing yourself out because there was no source. But when you bring in more than one thing, more than one thing, you set yourself up for success. You know, real quick, I just was reminded by a young man that I grew up with in Chicago he said, you know, <laughs> you used to sell uh, the first cell phone bag. It was in a bag. It was the cell phone. It had a cord and it was in a bag. And I did not remember that. And I was <laughs> like, oh, you are so right. And this is in my teens because I had a job, but I also had that little thing going on. I did hair. I did nails. And I wasn't even 18 years old. You know, some call that a Jamaican, some call it a hustler, some call it a millionaire mindset. From young age, I knew early on that there, there had to be more. There had to be more. And for that, I've always done a little bit more. But we're here to share with you how you can find more than one source of income. I love that. And it, it really is just about kind of that mindset of the opportunity of what's out there and hearing, and, and it's what I think you shared it on the last show, so I'll say it really quick, is the um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, where he had found, an, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the uh, Robert Kiyosaki himself had found a nice piece of property for one of his friends. His friend was set to buy it. It said, no, no, thank you. My neighbor said it wasn't a good investment. And Robert Kiyosaki says, is your neighbor in, um, in the real estate? And he's like, no. And then it turns out maybe it was like three years later, that would have been a multi-million dollar property. And then he would have made millions on it. But that was the, the funny thing is the, um, where are we taking our advice from? Sometimes we take bad advice from good people or good advice from bad people, right. but it really is the taking the time to educate yourself on these opportunities that are out there. I know for me, I used to do many years ago, I did penny stocks. Mm. I love blackjack. And so I was like, I just started learning a little bit about the stock market, not a lot. Um, and I bet, you know, I, $2, $3, $5 consistently. And then I found some people that I follow and I started investing a little more in the stock market. And yeah. so now part of my proceeds go to the stocks that I love based upon experts, what they're doing, what's out there, not just me when I was playing pennies, but I had to start somewhere and it was fun. And I won some and lost some and, um, it really is about, maybe I just need a little more education on those that have some formulas that are being successful at it. I love that, Misty. 
And that's that's the thing, keeping your ears and eyes open to what may be available on the marketplace. Because sometimes you're not looking for it and it comes and knocks on your doorstep. I think this whole crypto and all the currency, e-currencies that exist today, we didn't know about those things 20 years ago, 15 years ago, and now they're very prevalent in the marketplace. That's a way to create another stream of income. My 16-year-old son's trading on the stock market. So there's <laughs> a lot of options. So let's start by talking about why having multiple streams of income is important. And I think one of the first ones for me and for Misty and for all of you is the whole benefit of having more than one source. And here's why, because it creates financial security and flexibility. Would you agree? Financial security and flexibility. So when you think of that, having multiple streams of income, as I just mentioned, can help you during those difficult times. Job loss, unexpected expenses, a pandemic shut the country down, the world down. <laughs> Those are reasons why you need to have multiple streams of income. And when you do, it helps you reach your financial goals faster. Period. And I love that. I think we were talking about that one time is it doesn't need like I've got eight and they all make millions. Well, we're, what we were learning about, especially in some of the books is Sometimes it's just knowing that what you thought was an asset really is a liability mm. because that could bring you more money and decreasing some of your liabilities that you might think are assets like a house. If you own a house, that's a liability. If you have house property that is bringing money in, that's an asset. So it really is kind of understanding those, those differences in it. And then really looking at, do you need, um, what are some smaller things that I could invest in that will bring back a little, little drips, right? But those drips start adding up to bigger um, faucets. And we're not saying take your savings account and dump it somewhere to get rich quick. We are saying though is, do you know what your savings account interest back is to you? Right, right. Even just looking out there on, are there better savings accounts where you're keeping your money? Are there better things to keep your money that aren't a high risk, but bring in more money back to you? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so let's look at a couple things. Let's talk about passive income because mm -hmm. that's a great source of bringing in that multiple stream of income. So when you think about that first passive income, there's passive income, there's active income. And you may or may not have heard, there's a lot of great books. Misty just mentioned one of my favorites, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The 20 year edition was, was an amazing, amazing source. So if we look at passive income, an example, as Misty just said, renting out property, renting out a portion of your home, maybe dividend investing, maybe creating online courses, because once you create it, it's done. Put it on a web page, boom, 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 sell, sell, sell. That's how you have it. So when you look at that, ask yourself, how do you create passive income streams? You know, researching, and, and we're going to go into depth on that, but really looking at those passive income streams that one, bring you heart's passion that you love, that you want to do, that will help you create that income that in the past, they used to say it, you know, Income that you make in your sleep, income that comes in automatic, income that you don't have to do the work over and over and over again. You create the thing and the thing keeps creating that income and building that wealth for you. Mm. Misty, will you talk a little bit about the other side? So that was passive. What about the active income? So the active income is kind of what we're trading the, um, maybe some of our time for, but um, I met a lot of people really well off that love doing what they do. So I know we have that kind of um, yin and yang of if you really own your business, 
you could leave your business for a month and it makes more money. But that's not to say that you don't also want to work sometimes in your business, not just on your business, because you're good at it. It's what you love to do. So it also might be looking at those, like for myself, having a full-time uh, career, I was able to take one of my skills of training and go and work for another organization that pays me a lot of money to create and train. Mm -hmm. And then I took that and was like, well, maybe I can create and train um, through my own, on my own, and just kind of taking one of those skills and still not quitting my day job. I mean, I got some legacy to to wrap up on before I do leave, but really looking at your active income is what are those skills and interests that you are doing that you can um, bring some income in. One of the things I used to do when I was in college is we would ref games. We, we thought we were rich. We were in college and they would give us a hundred dollars to go ref the junior high games. Right. <laughs> we love basketball. We were living and breathing it anyway. And I think that was smart on the league part to reach out to the athletes, the college athletes to come. And it helped us with extra things like food, right. but it, that could be something too. Like if you love a sport, how do you become more involved? I don't know. Um, do they, I know at some levels they do pay coaches. And at one time, actually, right. You were, you were doing some track coaching and I and still helping. do, still do oh. just, just took on a new role today because it's a passion of mine. The money that, I mean, we'll talk about that one later, but yeah. it's, she's not, not retiring. She's not retiring. But the, the thing is, is that you might be able to actively align some of your passions or your skills that you're really good at and just get out there no matter if you have a day job or not and after you know your eight hours is over there's still what 16 left That's i maybe right. got to sleep a couple hours but what can you be doing oh we know a lady that does copyright she's amazing at writing and people need elections she's like i could help you i could help you and takes a little a little side hustle of helping people and the famous saying don't work where others play might not be a full-time gig, but you could be making some side hustle or whatever they call it now uh, on the side. That's it. That's it. So when you look at that, Misty, um, one thing I think about is you are prime example of taking passive and active. And when you think about that, that that's a game changer. You have now said, okay, I'm going to keep this 10, uh, excuse me, W2 job, right? So that's one stream of income. But then you brought on another contract, 1099, or maybe W2, another one. And then you added another one. And then you said, boom, I'm going to go launch my own business too. And you said, I'm going in partnership with Kimberly. So right there, just with the stroke of my one hand, there's five sources of income coming into your doorstep every single, whether it's weekly or monthly or annually, yeah. right? And the products, because of the things that we do, they um, cross over. So you might not have to redo something five times. You just might need to make it better for that niche. But yeah. the sort of core of the things are there. That's right. And you know, the great thing about it, as and I know in the future shows, we're going to talk about and give people examples of how to create that multiple stream of income doing what you currently do. If you're a service-based business, how do you expand your current market, your current product and or service to create some income for yourself? Because it's about the making a million, making a million, the millionaire mindset, not just one thing, but we have to do multiple things. I think about when I was in grad school, and one of the things, if you've ever done any financial literacy, you know, it says diversify, right? Don't put all <laughs> your eggs in one basket. 
We can't keep our eggs in one basket, especially in today's economy. We've got to spread those bad boys out so we can get more, even just to feed our family. Now, just to pay for gasoline and groceries. Someone told me eggs are $7.50 a dozen right now. So one income is not sufficient anymore, friends. And we're here not to preach to you, but to impress upon you the need to diversify and build multiple streams for you, for your business, to create that legacy that will last a lifetime. And it happens through passive and you know active and really coming up with ways that you can do. And like I said, we're going to come back to some shows, sharing with you some strategies, some techniques that you can use to build multiple streams of income. Even if you own a business, and I love some of the some of our friends own their own tax business. That's usually busy January through April, right? That's sometimes their their biggest run. And a couple of them thought, well, what do I do on some of the more downtime? Oh, what if I start doing tax pre-planning? Instead of people just worried about at the end of the year, it's already over. There's nothing you can do about it. If I can get to them sooner, maybe mid-year, they can make some shifts and decrease some of the taxes going out and put income towards other things that are going to help them more. And so then that's another income that they added to their already established business. I know another gentleman, same thing, just using taxes as a example, because it is, um, and he's not even doing lucratively. Like he's a multi-million dollar, you've probably seen Albert, multi-million dollars in his tax company. And during the non-tax season, he wants to go coach other businesses on branding because he's really good at what he does in his tax world of branding. And so that's another way he had an income was to go out and help other businesses, not just coach them on their taxes, but also coach them on some of the branding things that have worked for him. And it was all about YouTube the other day. I got to tell you a little bit about it, but um, <laughs> maybe do a show on that, but just giving some tips and tools to how YouTube is getting people coming in on YouTube now. That's right. That's a whole nother stream of income. <laughs> YouTube is paying big bucks. So we're going to talk about that. So Dang. you have to come back to learn more about that. They're saying YouTube's going to be the biggest podcasting company. We'll see. We'll see where the trends are. I love trends, but those are even to think about it too, a podcast. Talk, talk about something you love and are passionate about. That's right. That's right. We listen to that. Okay. Natalie listens to this stupid podcast. I swear to God, it's just two ladies talking about murders. Okay. Like, I'm not even going to tell you how much they make because of their audience. And then they have like their mugs and then they have their special shows where they'll show up. But it just started. They were crime junkies. Mm-hmm. Not to advertise for them. Um, and I'll be driving. She'll be listening to it. And I'll be all like stuck in it too. But they don't. <laughs> They just talk about it. But so guess what? Guess, guess, millions. what? guess what? That That's the point exactly. The thing that you think is quirky and crazy about you, guess what? Somebody else loves it too. Somebody else are looking for a fast track way to get from here to there. And your knowledge, your truth, your reality can help them get there. But guess what? You have to be willing to step out the box. And I'll tell you, if you're tired of living paycheck to paycheck and struggling to make ends meet, or you want more, the solution is to create multiple streams of income, friends. That's the solution for you. And when you do it, security, flexibility, legacy. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. We had, I have a friend bought a cricket and they made funny cups for soccer moms and baseball moms because they're for football moms and baseball moms. And made the husband would complain because he had to do all the etching and stuff. But right. little extra side change for the vacations they take during the summer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Fun. 
it's fun. It's and and that's what life should be. And you know, you, if you know me, if you ever follow me on social media, you'll see that's what I do. I have fun. But when you think about getting into building another stream of income, know that it's not always going to be easy. We say it like it's easy. Just draw, get a mug, and put a design on it. Yeah, it, to some degree. But here's the truth: <laughs> there's going to be some work and effort put in to create that additional stream of income. If you want to be successful with it, time, energy, effort, you're going to have to lay, a, lay aside some time. But when you think about it, here's what it does for you. It reduces your risk and increases your chance for success. And when you mix passive and active income together, you set yourself up to really create a future, a future for yourself that no one can take away from you. The government today couldn't say you're shut down. Well, maybe. But when you think about it, <laughs> Maybe not on all five, all seven, all three of your streams. There you go. Right? Maybe one. Something could happen to take one away, but you've got two in the back. You've got three rating over there on the side. And so continue looking at sources, you know, multiple, creating multiple streams of income. The thing that I learned over the years, it's an ongoing process, you know, you, but with, with the right actions, which we're going to give you three at the end of this show, you're going to make a difference in your life. So Misty. Without further ado, let's get started and talk about some action items. What's the first thing we need to do? Research. What What is that you're into? I know I'm doing some some research on uh, um, multi streams of income when it comes to apartments, because mm -hmm. that's kind of like the new wave. Like most, especially in California, most builders are building apartments or townhomes because single homes aren't worth the money anymore. They build the bigger homes for more money. So looking at that, the um, generational sort of apartments and what that looks like. I don't know anything about it. Guess what? I could buy a book. I could Google it. I could watch a YouTube. I have friends that are already doing it. I could ask questions. The biggest thing is just getting information from a number of sources so that I could see what, what's out there instead of that one friend. If you, you know, like if you invest in this, that might be a great idea, but I'm still going to find other sources. You know what I want to add to that, Missy, because you made a great point. What you can do is learn. The research process, learning, it takes time. And I, again, I just mentioned that, but I want to reiterate, it's going to take time. Even if it took you three to six months or six to 12 months to learn a new skill. But if you got into that skill and really take, take it to the next level to create that additional income, what if that's an extra million dollars a year? Extra two, five, 10, something you didn't know last week, but the next 60 days, the next 90 days, boom, you have the knowledge, not only the knowledge, but you did the next thing which is going into action. But before you get into action, you've got to do what, Misty? We've got to count the cost, right? Absolutely. And that's the thing to look at is if I invest $100 in the stock market today, what is the average that I'm going to make money? Right now, depending on what I invest on, not so good. The stocks are really volatile, all of the stocks. But even the market where everyone just, not everyone, where the people that jumped in at the end of the crypto lost a bunch of money, mm -hmm. um, and that big company fell and bankrupt and it was like a bunch of scam, the crypto market's already back up to where it was before that company fell. And it was the biggest company at, at that time to have all those assets that you could um, invest in. And now another company has replaced it and it's kind of back where it is, but I didn't do a lot. I invested a little bit, maybe a couple hundred, but not too much because I didn't know a lot about crypto. So when it crashed, still have my investments, but wasn't too like upset. I know, um, Others that got in a little earlier and got out in time. Right. I'm hearing, I'm hearing another word. It's called patience. It's called patience. 
That's what I'm hearing right now. Because in, in the process of researching, you got to have some patience, guys, because things take time. You don't put an egg in a, in a boiling uh, water and expect it to be done like that. It takes time. That's, that is really good. And is that something you're willing to risk? And sometimes no. And um, I I hear everywhere, right, that this is the economy is not doing so well. But I also hear and I've also researched this is the best time for people that are um, middle class with some amazing ideas. Because if you start investing um, into those, these are the most time that we're going to create the most millionaires. That's right. That's right. So think about what you're currently doing in your business. In whether you're in sales for a corporation, maybe your organization is a sales company, you know, as a business owner or an entrepreneur, think about what that is. And as you look at creating a new source of income, looking at how it aligns with your skills, your interests and your goals, maybe it's not the exact same thing you're doing right now, right? So it's something different that will allow you to create another source. You know, we talked about investing in real estate, creating a course, you know, all these different things. Look at that, research it, identify the opportunity and then count the cost. What does it cost you in time and in money? Because those both things are valuable. You can't get them back. Well, money you can, but time you can't get back. <laughs> right? I love that. And I would also suggest, make sure it's something that you're, are passionate about or have some sort of interest because that'll make you want to learn it faster. If you have some sort of connection, you're going to want to put more time and it's not going to feel like it's work. You're just going to feel like, oh, I'm doing a little bit more research on this and I'm, I'm interested in what I'm learning because it's interesting. Yes, yes, yes. And I promise you, if there, if you're interested, there's a course in it. The yes. coursing world is a billion dollar world. They have courses on everything from beginner to intermediate to Slip an expert. So just find where you're at and get some education. But wait, I got one to add to it. There, you said there's a course on it. And my response is, and if there isn't a course on it, go learn the information, create the course and make that your other stream of income. Yes. Boom, there you have it, right? We always say there's nothing new under the sun, but sometimes people miss the little holes. Fill the gap, fill the gap and create mm. that other source of income for yourself because there's power there. Which brings us to our last thing, which is kind of what we're talking about is take action, take action. I think once you have identified your potential income streams, it's mm. important that you take action. And this includes things like whether it's starting the business, creating the course, investing in the real estate, learning the information, talking to someone that's already doing it, find a mentor, find a program. There's so many things, but don't just sit on it. Your heart is beating for a purpose. Your heart says, I want more. I, I want to do it. So go and get your heart, serve, serve your heart, if you will, and get into action. Even if it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes a day, be prepared to put in the work and the effort to make this income stream successful. It's not going to happen all by itself. It needs you. You're the fuel. You're the fire. Think about what your body looks like when you work out 30 minutes a day. Now, that's what your mind's going to look like if you if you research something 30 minutes a day. And where were you going to be when we're when we're giving you this episode in March, when we're telling you what happened? So by March, there could be remarkable differences in your life if you start today. That's it. That's it. So creating multiple streams of income, as we said, is an ongoing process. But with these three action steps, number one is research. Number two, count the cost. Number three, take actions. You can achieve your financial freedom. You can add more to your storehouse. 
And so Missy just said it, don't wait any longer. Start today towards creating that multiple streams of income. And we wanna help you. As we mentioned, we've got a three-part series. This was part one. Two and three is going to blow your socks away. But guess what? We wanna invite you to take a step, take an action and join us for our five-day idea to income challenge. It's around fueling this point concept of bringing in more to your storehouse, guys. We're gonna be preparing to send you the link, getting everything out there so you can join us. We've got a new date, February the 6th through the 10th. Woo -woo! And we're excited because the people are calling, the people are coming, and we're ready to help you get to that next place. So as we say every week here on our show, there is something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.